Jimmy and I hung out a lot. We had a lot of great times right here in this funeral home. It happens to be our home as well, half residential, half business. And between the stories, if only the walls could talk in the basement, outside around this building, I mean, we've had some good times together. And so I always knew, you know, he, he was in every different clique or group. You know, we all had these cliques and groups going through middle school and high school. And Jimmy didn't care what you looked like, you know, how much money you had, you know, what sports you played. None of that mattered to Jimmy. Welcome to Around Town Carroll County, the show about entrepreneurs doing wonderful things right here in our own county and how you too can build a thriving business and live out your own dream instead of being paid to build someone else's. I'm your host, Adam Stoltz, owner of Digital Consulting LLC, a company focused on video marketing and content creation for your business, making your complex video projects simple. If you like what you see in here today, please be sure to subscribe, like, share, leave a five-star rating, and you can also donate to our cause right on our homepage at aroundtowncc.com. We can't thank you enough in advance for your support. My guests today are in the top five of the Carol Biz Challenge, and by the time you see this, may potentially be the winner of the Carol Biz Challenge for 2021. They, are a, they have a connection to NAR, which is the National Alliance of Recovery Residences. And they also have their new Hoffa beans have shipped to 25 states and are currently on five local store shelves. Please help me welcome to the show, uh, Tom and Mike of Hoffa Beans. Tom, Mike, thanks so much for being here. Absolutely, Adam. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks, sure. Adam. Yeah, Appreciate course. it. So um, for those of that may not know, uh, what is Hoffa Beans? Absolutely. So Hoffa Beans was born right here in this room that we're sitting in right now. We're sitting, obviously, in the uh, Zumbrun Funeral Home uh, down here in Sykesville, uh, my parents' business. And this room that we're in happened to be the same room that my brother Jimmy, um, two years ago on August 18th, 2019, um, was was laid out here. His viewing was right here. So as you could imagine, my brother's viewing was in his own home. And so, you know, we had several services here, um, massive services. Um, in fact, I think people were saying one of the biggest they've ever seen in Southern Carroll County. We had folks parking over in the Liberty High School, traffic 26 and 32. and. Jimmy had just a wide network of, of friends, and um, our final morning with him, prior to taking him up to my uncle's funeral home in Westminster uh, for cremation, um, we had, were saying our goodbyes, and of course, our family, we'd always get together and, and have a good time, whether it be on vacation or just staying over the night here at the house and wake up in the morning and having breakfast together and coffee, and so uh, our final goodbyes, of course, we had cups of coffee in our hands, and you know, my older brother had put an empty mug in Jimmy's hands as he was in the casket. And that was really the final moment before the casket closed and we and we took him uh, to the crematory. And the initial thought was, how can I keep Jimmy's spirit alive right. every single day for the rest of my life? And and Jimmy was unfortunately lost to an addiction, correct? Yes, he's, yeah. he overdosed on, uh, on August 18th. Um, 
So, uh, and, and we all know, uh, for those that are watching, um, it impacts just about everyone. Yeah. You know, be it your own family, your friends, your neighbors, your coworkers, go right down the list. I mean, it's just everywhere. Yeah. Um, you know, and so uh, the Hoffa Beans um, was started uh, th in that moment. And so what I did uh, immediately, it just, you know, you're, you're in that, there's grief, there's disbelief there's the whole you know f different phases you're going through and 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 i just think my natural instinct was let me reach out to people figure out how i can put this together and by doing so jimmy will be around us every single day every morning we wake up grab a cup of coffee yeah you're, you're having this right so um we actually reached out to an organization in seattle washington called joe's garage coffee um amazing people out there um it certainly impacted them when i shared the story as to what we're going to be doing they pointed me to some resources for I didn't know how complex it was for uh, design for the bag, bag creation, formation, yeah. gusseted bags, this, I mean, all this crazy stuff coming into play. And so we finally got to the point where we had the Hoffa beans and, and just to educate or, or share with everyone, um, everyone's probably wondering, well, okay, so your brother's Jimmy and it's Hoffa beans, Jimmy Hoffa. And I would say that all of us had nicknames growing up. Everyone had a nickname, yeah. right? What, what was your nickname, Matt? Did you have a nickname? Uh, honestly, up? mine was boring. It was just Stoltz. My Stoltz. last name. Everybody <laughs> just right. called me Stoltz. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and a lot of people are like, right, Stoltz. Yeah. So um, Jimmy's happened to be with his buddies was Hoffa, and people would call him that, you know, for, for many years. And so um, we wanted his nickname to be around forever. And I remember the evening of the, the time when we were all kind of going through, okay, Hoffa. Let, let's turn Hoffa into an acronym. Yeah. And uh, Father Jeff, my father, he said, look, you know, without hesitation, healing, opportunity, free from addiction. I like it. Which really all of us are like, that's it, right? So Hoffa Beans was born. We started to socialize around October 2019 that we were doing this. Yeah. At the time, we didn't know really outside of just, you know, nonprofit, raise money. We want to do something to make impact. Let's get the coffee out there. We turn on a simple website in November and then boom, orders came flying in all over the place, Great. right? And so um, we had a lot of local orders right here in Carroll County. You know, our thing is that we want to see people in person. So our, our thing, we, any any home within 15 miles of Sykesville in Carroll County, we deliver right to your doorstep. Oh, cool. My mother, my, my parents, sister, um, you know, friends, whomever, people want to volunteer, they help us do this. Um, but then also people outside of the county and state started to really understand what we were doing and they too started ordering online. I've seen bags in Alaska. We've shipped bags to Hawaii, um, you know, and all over the West Coast, East Coast, you name it. And and so it got to the point where, you know, there was so much momentum around it because of the mission that we thought we have to do something bigger. And so Hoffa Beans uh, really formulated the Hoffa Foundation, which we are now. That's kind of the overarching uh, uh, foundation 501c3 now um, I will give a shout out to the uh, community foundation of Carroll County because yeah. in the beginning we were like we don't even know how to start a nonprofit and that's what they're there for that's what they're there for yeah. right yeah. so we just became a fund underneath their umbrella and they provide great resources out there for us uh, to get us up and running great and as we picked up the uh, momentum around it we said look it's much bigger than this it's much bigger than just the coffee and so when we put the board together um, the board has come together very strong. And I would say that, Adam, you know, with addiction, everyone sees addiction through a different lens. Yeah. Our lens is, I lost my brother. My mother lost her son. My parents lost their son. Um, he was an uncle. He was a cousin. He was a friend, right? 
we have folks on the board that are in recovery themselves. We have folks on the board that have their kids that are in recovery um, right here in Carroll County. Right. And, um, you know, because of that, seeing it through different lenses, it's really been able to um, get us to see things uh, that, that, you know, not everyone gets to see every day. Um, but it's a good way to educate yourself on what's really going on out there. Yeah. And, um, I mean, speaking of things that overcome, I mean, Mike, you, you have your own story in this whole whole little uh, ensemble here, correct? Yeah, it's nice to finally say, fortunately, I did. Um, and I was able to, uh, you know, make that choice on my own after uh, the experience that I had. Um, and, you know, through trials and tribulations, you know, I learned a lot along the way. Um, you know, I lost my two identical twin boys, which was devastating for me and my wife and our family. And so that kind of accelerated my my uh, use of uh, alcohol and, and drugs, um, alcohol still being a drug. But, you know, I was fighting with a lot of mental health and, and uh, you know, a lot of other things that, that a lot of people around this county and this nation face. And so, uh, you know, I didn't know who to reach, reach out to. Um, you know, Tom and I went to the same high school. We, we experienced drug addiction and loss of life. And, uh, you know, you and I were talking a little bit earlier, but, you know, the stigma is here. Uh, And it's just something that happened, right? It's something that's created and learned through learned behavior. And and what I've realized in my recovery is that you can't judge people for how they, uh, you know, react to addiction or how they react in general. Uh, What I've learned is that, you know, that doesn't really matter. I still show them love and respect, but you know, it's that doubt, it's that fear that, that really eliminates the connection right. uh, and, and the showing of love and respect, which really makes you empower your mind to make the right choice. And so it was something as simple, like as I journeyed through my recovery, I was like, well, you know, I'm starting to figure it out. What do I do? How many people can I help? But it was just something as simple as delivering a couple bags of coffee for, for my friend knocking on a door and handing them a bag of Hoffa beans and saying, thank you for keeping my friend Jimmy's memory alive. You're making a difference. Yeah. And, and then conversations start and connections start. And the connection piece of it, and we have a board member whose daughter made a very bold statement, but it's crystal clear. Addiction is the opposite of connection. It's very true. And very so... True. Yeah. When, when I'm talking to people, those that I connect with, uh, obviously I open up and, and it's, we talked about this earlier too. It's uh, what I've realized in my experience is that it's not Mike Mitchell that uh, they see the change and they see the, the change itself. Right. I think when people say, well, wow, what, how are you making such a, an impact in your community? Well, the impact is from our actions. Right. The impact is the fact that we're not telling people what to do we're actually putting actions behind the plan right. and we understand that love and respect and, and uh, resources and things and education, right? What to look for, you know, where to go and, and not making it that's creating that stigma so that somebody makes the decision to, cr- you know, make okay. it cont- continue to be a stigma. Yeah. No, and I've, I'm, cause I've heard both of you say it and I'm, I'm glad cause I, I, again, this is part of the show too. And I, you know, I want to bring a different mindset to people, but 
you nailed it right on the head. Treating people like a human being, like they are just another human being, not this horrible monster because of the choices they made. I mean, just treating someone and then expecting – because I learned this from my mom who used to work in the school system. She used to work with some of the kids that were in the quote-unquote slower classes, but she said, you know what's amazing? When you put the same kind of expectations on those kids as the, the more exceeded classes, they would accomplish the work and do it. So when I heard you guys say, like, as long as soon as you treat someone like a human being and just expect – they'll rise to the occasion. And I think that's what you're getting at is the stigma against addiction. A lot of people just say, whatever, it's there. They made that choice. They can deal with it. It's not my problem. But as you think you've kind of covered on, I mean, a lot of addiction and depression comes from lack of social interaction, not connecting with people, living in your own little stories, as we talked about earlier, telling yourself stories that aren't true and staying in that environment. Connection is what really, I think, because I know connection is what helped me. I mean, I, I, I was in a dark place for a while. I didn't have any addiction or anything, but I was in a dark place. And it wasn't until I started the show and starting my own business and getting in front of people and talking, meeting new people, more importantly, hearing different points of view, mm. uh, that, you know, my own mindset, as we, we discussed earlier, started to shift more towards the positive and be, you know, like, hey, this isn't as bad as you want to make it out to be. Because I think it's a lot of people get a hold up on, too, is. They start those stories, and once those stories start, they kind of go on repeat, and you can't really get over them. So, um, you know, how do you see now that you guys have started actually serving? I'm assuming serving because you have the home already, correct? Is that up and running? We do. So it's it's almost up and running, meaning we um, are very um, – you know, the, the mission of the organization around saving lives is here. Yeah. Um, the house that we acquired uh, back in April – uh, is going to be opened up in the next two to three weeks Good. Um, for uh, men right here in the southern part of Carroll County. Anywhere they can come in, but that's where the house is, of course. And um, this is where the real impact happens. You know, right. it, it's great to um, share the coffee and, and get conversation going and formulate the connection. It's critical. Yeah. Uh, the real work begins now when our house opens up in a couple of weeks. Well, even without that house you not being open yet, I, I can surely see where just lending an ear is probably all anybody really wants that's in this situation that they find themselves. It's someone to just listen, right? For Absolutely. Uh, and, and what I've learned is that, you know, I was an egotistical maniac and I, you know, I had a love of money and, and I always cared about what people think. But, uh, you know, there's times where I brought the most impact uh, when I'm just listening. Oh, yeah. And there's people that are in a dark place just like I was that just just need to feel that, someone actually cares and wants to listen to them. And sometimes it's, you know, my mom used to light a candle for me every day. Right. Right. She, she knew that she couldn't help me. Um, and so, yeah. you know, luckily I was able to come through that. And, and that's really for me, as I joined the organization is I feel it's necessary for me and what, why I was left on this earth is to give back by not allowing those folks. I know I don't control that, I don't know what's going to happen in the next five minutes, what kind of question you're going to ask, right? You didn't tell us. Right. But I do know that I can shorten the amount of time that those folks, uh, you know, realize that they can reach out for help. Uh, I may have said that wrong, but, no, you know. No, yeah, <laughs> it makes sense. No, yeah. You know, they, they, they just provide them the resources, eliminate the stigma, and say, I love you, and, and I will provide that for you. I may yeah. not be the connection you need, but Tom might be. Yeah. Jenna might be. Right. Jeff might be and all the rest of our board members, or maybe it's 
all of these wonderful community resources that have always been here. Yeah. It's just not talked about because of the stigma. But yeah. that's okay. That's okay. We'll change that, right? Right, exactly. That's, right. that's what we're going to do. Well, and, and, you know, I was interested to have you guys on because in, uh, in season one, uh, we talked with Terry Smack, the owner of Terry's Tags and Title. And uh, one question I asked her was, you know, what's the biggest change you've seen in Carroll County? And unfortunately, her answer was drugs. Mm. Uh, she said, I, unfortunately, I see drugs decimating our community and the people around it. So um, I, I can't see a better time than to bring it to people's attention because also, like we were talking earlier, it doesn't matter what social economic sphere you come from, how much money you have, how much education you have. Every, everyone's affected by this at some point. You know, it yeah. just depends on the individual and what they want to get into. But um, Terry's right. I mean, we're sitting in a room where this is, you know, yeah, I'm sure your brother wasn't the only one in here no. because of that. Right. Yeah. No. I mean, it, it, it's, you know, the, the last 12 plus months, I mean, all of us going through, you know, the pandemic and there's isolation, there's boredom, people at home. I mean, yeah, this is this is a big problem out there. I mean, you know, in speaking with, of course, my parents and my uncle and cousin with the funeral home in Westminster, like we see it. It's yeah. going on. Overdoses are up. Deaths are up, you know, and, and it does have to do, of course, with the last 12 plus months and all these things. But there, there's there's a bigger problem out there. Right. Yeah. I mean, you, you see things I heard the other day, one, one of our board members shared with me said that, you know, hey, you know, do you really want to know why we see the, the significant increase in overdose and deaths? And I and right away. I'm thinking, OK, is it the pandemic? And that's part of it. But she's like, we don't have enough heroin. Right. There's fentanyl right now just flooding the United States. Gotcha. Everywhere you look, it's fat. so people that were, of course, on heroin. Right. Right. That can't don't have access to it can't get it right maybe cheaper to get the fentanyl going that route. that's what's killing them the fentanyl that's what's killing them that's what killed my brother gotcha i mean you know it's we're hearing that um kids right kids are buying drugs on snapchat kids think they're getting maybe you know some percocets or some sort of pill and they're all laced and they're all laced and they take that pill and it's the last time they see their and brother. social media, I mean, that's, uh, you wouldn't think that's how you do it, but I mean, it makes total sense that social media is being used for that stuff. It's everywhere. Yeah. And so it just, it just really rocked me when she said that, like she said, you know, that, that, you know, they're just flooding it with fentanyl right now. And, you know, that's creating this massive problem that's right here in our backyard. And the, and the, greatest thing that we can do is provide that awareness in the right way like right. tom is like we're not going to say don't do drugs right because we don't know what you went through and why you picked up that drug whether it was a sports injury or whether you were abused as a child right but it, the fear of talking about that sometimes is so hard do you want to talk about sexual abuse do you want to talk about mental health issues right. do you want to talk about you know economic situations whatever well yeah i actually i do yeah because before I too had a stigma, a learned behavior, I too wasn't the greatest, right? Yeah. And so I made peace with that. I let it go. And the biggest way that I can make impact, that Tom's making impact, is by stepping up and doing it in the right way. It's like we, we love you guys. We don't want to lose a friend anymore. Right. We don't want to lose a brother, a son, all these people. Um, and it's not, in my experience, it's not hard. It's just like in sales for us, right? It's just talking about it yeah. and making a connection. 
Well, and, and the talking, but I, you, you said a word that, um, or a phrase that I, I take kindly to is, is letting go. One of my favorite books is called Letting Go by, I believe it's David Hawkins, I believe is the name. Hmm. Um, but he walks you through all the emotions you feel and how to let go of each one. But one of the biggest challenges I had in my life was learning to let go. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard. And that's why there's a lot of depression, a lot of anxiety, a lot of anger is, especially for men, you're taught, hey, you're a man, shut up, shove it down, bottle it up, forget about it. And that's why you see a lot of angry dudes out there. Mm. Uh, so the letting go, and I think also changing the mindset of like, look, you know, a, a man's not this 80s style macho, have to kill everything. Like, that's not a man. A man's someone that provides calmness, steadiness, power, you know. So it's. Well, well I mean, we talked about it, right? It's, a, you know, you grow up in a small town bailing hay when you're 15 years old and you're only exposed to certain things. Right. I had to humble myself. Right. But I joined an organization that was transparent, that promoted giving back. And, and you know what? I had to have some hard conversations with myself and a lot of other people, too. I had to admit that I made wrong decisions, but it's OK. And then that really brings, you know, you have so many people with so many good talents and, and it's all out there. And that it's all synergy. Well, right? how, it all works together. How healing is it to actually speak your truth, speak your mind? Oh, it's empowering. Speak, right. And that's what I think a lot of people don't get is, you know, like you said, if you if someone's going to give you that ear to to listen, start talking. I mean, you use that opportunity, right? I don't mean, tell that's, them. That's why don't I think you guys them. listening is the biggest yeah. thing you could ever ask for anyone because that's uh, people just want to be seen and heard, right? Oh yeah, I, I think that you know it's, it's interesting being being in the business world, um, and I think about this every single day. Uh, there was a long run. I'm talking, I'd say, 14 solid years in corporate America where I wouldn't talk about addiction because if I brought up addiction in the workplace, I thought for some crazy odd reason that this might hinder my opportunity to succeed, Man. right? To take that next step it's in my the, career journey. The stigma. It's the stigma. Man. When this happened, there will never be a day that goes by where I don't talk about it Man. because that's where the impact can happen. When you get, local community organizations there's plenty of them out here right here in carroll county locking arms together as one when you get the community creating momentum right and groundswell through unification when you get business leaders that are not going to brush it under the rug yeah when back home they've got relatives and others going through it they just want to hide it in the workplace or even themselves or even themselves we yeah. see that too yeah. it's amazing how by doing this and taking action as mike said taking action and getting out there and utilizing social media as a communication vehicle, the number of people that have approached us that just want to help, just want to help. But yeah. they also, to your point, they're, they're, they're going through it themselves, but you would never know it right. because you see them maybe, you know, on the podium in front of their employees, or you see them maybe in, you know, the local paper, you see them out and about and you just think their world is great. Right. And it's not. Right. And they need help. Yep. And that's why we're here. Yeah. I, I always say, and I told Tom this a hundred times, is, you know, I was the biggest con artist to myself and everybody else, right? And not everybody's going to go through the process of empowering their minds, you know, letting go, all those different things. And, and, and what we know is that you can't tell them what to do. They have to go through those experiences. But it's just, I challenge people. I challenge you in your decision-making process each and every day. 
think about it. If you have faith that it all work out, whether you have a spiritual belief or not, if you have faith and get rid of that doubt that you can make a difference, I, I'm not telling you to go out and start a foundation. I'm not telling you to go give $5,000. I'm just saying when you make your choices each and every day, yep. moment by moment, just do it out of love and kindness and respect. And I watch what happens. It, it, you're the whole, I had to break it down so far. Yeah. And, but the chaos was all created by myself. It was all in my mind. My decision process created the drama. It made my kids roll around on, or walk around on eggshells. It made my decisions. But now it's the polar opposite. Right. Right? But what we're saying is it could be different time frames. It could be different people. It may not be by connection. But this is real easy. If we all look at each other in the same way and, and see love and respect, yep. that will be an amazing place. Yeah. And, and, and no judgment, right? If you don't like me, that's okay. If you're going to yell at me, you're not going to phase me anymore because I know deep down inside you've got a light inside of you that's, that just needs to shine. Yep. And I'm not going to tell you how to get there, but I can tell you one thing. If you reach out to me or Tom or this foundation, we're going to help you. Yeah, yeah. we talk all the time on this show that uh, everyone has a superpower and a gift, and if you're depressed or using drugs or upset, chances are it's because you're not providing your gift to the world, right? Ooh. You're not sharing it. You're not doing what God put you here for, right? Mm. So I, that's just kind of our beliefs on the, on the matter there. But, yeah, I mean, because, you know, Man, you're opening up. I like it, man. I like it. Oh, it's part of the show. Again, like I was telling you, like a lot of the stuff that I dealt with my brother uh, out there, like you know, teaching guys again. Because there's another book uh, that I would recommend to people. Uh, it's called No More Mister Nice Guy. Now, on, hmm. on the surface, it sounds like why? Well, why wouldn't I want to be a nice guy? But what this book talks about is there are guys out there that act as nice guys, but what you're not realizing is they're these covert contracts. Well, I'm going to be nice to you, but I expect this in the return. I won't hmm. tell you that. And and the whole book talks about again, you know. Men don't say what they want. They won't speak their feelings and their emotions. And, and so that, that's, that's the nice guy that you don't want to be. You want to be the nice guy that is solid in who he is. Like you said, just full of love, help, support. I, that's, to me, that's what a man is, right? Making your community and the people around you better. L listen, when, when I was 16 at Westminster High School, would I ever imagine myself sitting on a podcast talking about love? <laughs> Last thing on my mind. <laughs> Let me tell you that. I Fair. know Tom's the same way. Fair enough. And I've known him for a long, long time. We In football practice, we, we would not be telling, talking about love. But, but, you know, again, the beauty of this podcast, then, is, again, like you said, when you start talking to other people and you start hearing other stories, you realize how similar everyone's situation is. It's and you so realize empowering. you're by yourself. So empowering. Yeah. Well, and again, you know, like you said, too, you could look at that person that you think has it completely together and then you actually hear their story. You're like, oh, well, I, I might actually have it a little bit. You know, <laughs> so it's like, but, but yeah. It, and I think due to the, the COVID and the pandemic, we lost that sense of community where people, mm -hmm. especially with all the political, like people just want to scream and yell at each other now. And uh, my mentor, I think, said it best to me. He says, my wife and I have an agreement. We don't have to think each other's right or have to agree that the other person's side is correct. We just agree that at the end of the day, we're going to be kind to one another. Well, i tell you one thing, what I learned from Tom, and, and I always knew Tom as a good friend, uh, you know, but, you know, I started working with him and I see his leadership skills and, you know, he, he does a great job of, uh, you know, what do you think? What's your, what's your opinion? And I'm like, the perception of me before was, yeah, Mike could come in and build a territory and, and, and make all these sales, but we perceived him as the drunk and, you know, he's not going to wake up for the next meeting. 
now he's empowering me to, to see the goals of the organization and where I want to be and, and get my input. And I'm like, well, wait a minute, I can do it. Yeah. I always could, right? I just, you know, so it's that mindset change that he's doing unconsciously to his own friend, right? And, and, and in the beginning, like we had egos, right? I'm better than you at sales and not, you know, vice versa. But I looked at it in a, in a very vulnerable spot in my life. And, I, and he asked me to come join this organization. Mike, you got to come work for this place. Bottom line is, and you, I want you to join this Hoffa Foundation. And I'm just like, this is sensory overload, bro. <laughs> and then, you know, but I made the choice, it, you know, and thank goodness I did. Yeah. Because he's brought out more of me. This foundation has brought out more of me. And all it is is, is giving back without expecting things in return. And you're going to pay that forward. So, Whew. And that's are what, we? That's we're coming. I, Get a ticket to this train. I'm <laughs> telling you, man. Well, I say we uh, we've covered our first topic, and we're already halfway through. So let me do my uh, my sponsor break here real quick, because then we're going to talk about um, uh, Jimmy's diverse network of friends, and then we also want to uh, talk about um, how Hoffa is going to become a lifestyle, really a true lifestyle change for our community. So. Um, Bear with me one sec while we thank our sponsor here. And um, the sponsor for season two is Target Community and Educational Services. Target is a client of mine, and I've been a fan of theirs for many years, and we can't thank them enough for their support, and more importantly, their belief in us and what we're trying to accomplish here. Target Community Educational Services is a nonprofit in Carroll County. Carroll County has plenty of awesome nonprofits, as we can see. And uh, they're striving to enhance the lives of people with disabilities. Uh, through their Human Services Graduate Program at McDaniel College, you too can have a life-changing experience of working with these amazing people while getting your master's for free. Find out more at their, about their graduate program at mcdaniel.edu or Target's website at targetcommunity.org. And while you're there, um, think about donating directly to Target Community to help enhance the lives of people with disabilities. And of course, we have another t-shirt sponsor tonight. And tonight is uh, Tawny Town uh, Towing. They um, are actually hiring, so if you need a job and want to get into the automotive industry, give them a shout. But thank you so much for the T-shirt. Be sure to check them out in Tawny Town. Uh, they've actually towed my car once and saved me in a parking lot stranded, so thanks to them for that as well. Thank you. Um, but, yeah, so thank you to Target Community and Educational Services. But um, let's jump back, back in here, and let's talk about Jimmy's network of friends and why you think – um, you know, what is the importance of diversity in our community then? Absolutely. So Jimmy and I hung out a lot. We had a lot of great times right here in this funeral home. It happens to be our home as well, half residential, half business. And between the stories, if only the walls could talk in the basement, outside around this building, I mean, we've had some good times together. And so I always knew getting to know Jimmy's family, um, just, you know, he, he was in every different click or group you know we all had these clicks and groups going through middle school and high school and jimmy didn't care what you looked like you know how much money you had you know what sports you played none of that mattered to jimmy what mattered it was the friendship and the bond he had between you and him that's it like it sounds like me yeah that's <laughs> I, it. I, I was friends with everybody yeah, his common denominator was just the, the the love respect and the friendship and that bond and when jimmy became your friend He'd do anything for you. Yeah. And so when we had his funeral services here, as I mentioned earlier, um, of course, you know, our family's here in the, in the front, and there's a long line going all the way out the front door of the funeral home, down the sidewalk. I mean, just super long line. I, I heard that once you got to the front door, it took like two hours just to get to the front here just to see the family and see Jimmy. And um, just watching 
and listening to the stories of people coming through. You know, one story around a guy that came through that just, you know, said how when he came into the high school, didn't have any friends at all, felt completely on his own island, you know, made fun of, picked on, all those types of things. Jimmy put his arm around him. Awesome. Right? Impacted him. Um, you know, again, all different types of people, which is an amazing thing to see. And I just think it's so important that, you know, you have, everyone should have that diverse group of friends. Yeah. You know, diversity is so key, right? Not, again, not just the diversity on the things when you think about diversity, but diversity in the way in which you think as well, right? Different points of view. Yeah. And so I, I, I would love to say, especially in this county where I think diversity is a big opportunity, you know, to look to your left, look to your right, right? And lean into people. Yeah. Right. Don't just look at someone that's, you know, you that could be living across the street or whomever that walks by on the street and, and just think that, well, they may not be a good fit for me. Right. Be curious. Like yeah. Mike said, listen, have a conversation. You never know what's going to lead to. That was that was Jimmy to a T. He would do just that. He would roll right into the scene and you knew he was in the house every time he walked <laughs> into a building. Six foot four. There he was. Yeah. But he was like a magnet and people gravitated towards him. And because of that, I would say hands down, he had the most diverse group of friends I have ever seen anywhere. Yeah, kindness and love is a magnet. That's, Absolutely. That's for sure. And he could dance, too. <laughs> and he could dance. He could definitely <laughs> he could absolutely dance. dance. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you know, we, we've been talking a lot about businesses. If you're doing things for the right reason and you're doing it to provide, a, like if you're not there to just try to make money and rip people off. If you're doing it out of love and respect and kindness, it's amazing how things just take care of themselves and, and just fall in line. It, I tell you one thing is, and I had the love of money and that, that was something that I created, right? It was it, how many BMWs do you have? How, you know, what, what's your status, all those things. And look where it got me. Well, and what does it amount to at the end of the day? You realize material possessions don't mean anything. Oh, my favorite, my favorite line from Fight Club is, "The things you own end up owning you." Oh yeah. man, you know. Well, it's and the the thing that I've experienced besides, I didn't really even know what true happiness was. I didn't even know what it felt like. But when somebody comes up to you that that you don't even know, and you're not expecting, and says, "Hey, Tom. Hey, Mike. Uh, you're really changing me." because of our connection. I'm not drinking anymore. I didn't ask them to do that. The hair stands up on my arms. Yeah. Also, when a uh, you know, owner or CEO of a large organization calls me and gets the number of my cell phone from someone else and says, "I like what you're doing. How can I help?" You know, I'm being I I was always successful, but I worked so hard to do it. Now what I've realized is I don't care. I, I, I've my kids love me. My wife loves me. My friends are are here, and I don't care what outside forces think. It's that's the the love, that pure happiness. And you're what I'm. I'm being put in front of more opportunities than I've ever been in my life, and I'm also also working hard with the foundation and my career, and I'm succeeding. And and my kids are telling me that they love me. And I'm like, what is, well, I know what's going well, on. Gratitude and happiness. It's just like, yeah. this is pure joy. Yeah. And I can tell you one thing, it lights, I already have a fire under my, you know what? <laughs> this just accelerates it because I want you to experience it because guess what? You can do that. Right. I'm no, I put my pants on the same, I might put a rake lady in first and the left second, but at the end of the day, you and I are the same. Yep. 
you know, everybody is the same. They have, you know, you got to work hard, but you, it's just empowering your mind to make that choice. We're not all growing up in the same neighborhood. We're not all given the same things. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is the mindset change. And for me, helping other people, oh, man, it fires you up to make those right decisions. Yeah, this has been said on the show a couple of times. We'll just say it again because it's a good one. No one will remember what you said or whatever. They'll always remember how you made them feel. Mm. So you know what? It's Maya Angelou. That, that, thank you. I was going to say, I think Nick brought it up when we interviewed them. Yeah. F- phenomenal quote because it's true. It's completely true. No one's going to remember anything except how you made them feel. That quote was shared by my older brother at Jimmy's funeral service. Mm. That quote is on a big picture. Seems like it fit him well. That was Jimmy. Mom's probably, I know she's around the corner. She's listening. Like when you said that, I mean, that's. That was his. That's that's Jimmy. Yeah. You you said that without knowing. It's a good quote. We're in this room with Jimmy all around us, of course. Yeah. That was Jimmy. And that's that's the foundation. We talk about, you know, all the things and this, that, and the other that people are typically worried about that, believe me, being in this business, you can't take it to your grave. We know that, right? Yeah. That's a fact. Yeah. We, we see you, you can't take it with you. What yeah. you can do is leave a legacy. Right. And that's what Jimmy's doing right now. Right. Jimmy's foundation, the Hoffa Foundation, the Owen Hoffa opportunity, that's going to make the impact out there to yeah. the men and the women that are associated with our organization and the ones that reach out to us, they're going to be impacted, right, right. by the people around us every single day, uh, the mission of our organization, and it's going to be much different. You know, this is this is all new to, new to me. Right. I did. I I knew nothing about uh, recovery residences and, and and just what we're doing right now. And I'm learning every single day by the resources wrapped around us. Here's what I will say, and I'll put it on this podcast. Um, there are some really good people out there that are in the recovery community making an impact. And there's also folks on the other side of the coin. We've seen that too. Yeah. And we've heard terms like, you know, bad characters and bad actors and folks that are, you know, quote unquote, uh, trying to provide housing to folks trying to get back on their feet. And it's all about the money. Right. And that gets my blood boiling. Yeah. Right. And so I guess therein lies the reason earlier we mentioned we're associated with NAR, right? To make sure that we're the gold standard when it comes to sober living homes and that when people come to us for support we're going to give it to them right and we're going to make sure right by by taking them in and tucking them underneath our wing that our success rate by saving their life by saving someone's brother by saving someone's son someone's sister right right, someone's mother whomever we've done our job can you feel it yeah, man. The yeah. energy. I, well, the, I I wouldn't have asked you on the show if I didn't feel it when oh, I first no. met you. Well, guys. you look good in that shirt too, by the way. <laughs> oh, um, thanks, you know, the, he's he's right. Uh, when I checked myself into a detox center, by the time I got there back from Las Vegas, I had to kiss my family and tell them that I had a problem. And I drove to New Jersey. You know, they they asked me, well, "Why are you here?" I said, "Why am I here? I need help." Well, you didn't you, you didn't you passed the breathalyzer. You didn't have any drugs in your urine. Why are you here? Because I need help, right? So, you know, I experienced those things, and, and we're learning each and every day. I mean, I sat in my living room uh, for three hours reading through a document about substance use disorder and uh, recovery residents. You know, I've surrounded myself with board members like, you know, Melissa McCarthy, who lives this every day, uh, who says, you need to learn this. Right. And, and I got a taste of it when people are reaching out to Tom and I to help us help us and you know what no fear 
we're going to we'll find it and we can't rely on on just one person or one resource that's why it's important for this community to come together and it's okay if you're a community member and you don't we're fine with that but if you want to give back and you're a community leader or a business leader come join us because we've got a fire right that's burning real bright and if you really want to save lives and you want to do it in the right way help this foundation help us grow because it's going to start right here in your backyard we're going to save lives and then watch what happens next okay yeah and we we've brought this up with other nonprofits it doesn't necessarily have to be money time right? exactly I mean, you guys need volunteers exactly yeah. so again you know when you hear these nonprofits say we need support don't think it just means your pocketbook it, it's it's you give your time give your energy like some, or like you said just lend an ear some of that's the biggest impact right? right you know when we have our community um event day out at the hoffa house uh on sunday from four to seven um you know the biggest impact is going to be when we put our arms around people uh and share those stories that you just talked about yeah. right that they share with us they're oh well you know i i came here for this reason you made me think of this i, I we got people driving down from new jersey Pennsylvania right they're telling us stories coming up to us and saying you know co-workers well I, did you know this about me I was kind of hesitant to share this with you well share it with me right. I'm good well can I come down of course you can come down yeah we want you to be a part of this we can't do it on our own yeah that, that, that to me that's that's probably the most important thing right is just to show up and be a part of it yeah. because the impact you can make when you know if if, if whether you're you know, out there as a business leader, you're someone that is an influencer in the community and you take the initiative to show up and be a part of something and someone else is there that sees you involved, right. that can make all the difference in the world. Mm. And and even if you're just a, a plain Jane in the community, just support your community anyway. Be a member of your community. Get out there, you know, stop going home and just sitting home every night. Go out and meet some people. Say hi to people get into something you know well i can tell you one thing if you start helping save people's lives you're not going to be a plain jane or john or <laughs> yeah, billy is, or anything you're gonna you're gonna be making impact yeah and i tell you one thing it it is a revival when when you f when you feel that energy of someone bawling their eyes out saying that you helped save my life yeah me mike mitchell tom herb you know that it just but I have to humble myself every day because I used to get feed off of that for my ego. But I can tell you one thing, it, it, it numbs me. I, I, it, it, it's that joy, that happiness, and it makes me want to give back again and again. It's the same thing that, that evil on this earth, whatever you believe in, I know what I, what I believe in, right? right. It, it multiplies. Yeah. And it's, it's so simple and easy. It's like, you know, when, when you go to marriage counseling, right, and they say, well, put, the first thing you need to do is start your conversations a little differently, right? Right. Come on. We've all done it. But it's, it's that simple. When's the last time you, you hugged your wife and right. said you loved her yeah. and then didn't talk? Right. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and I mean, I know even when I started my own business, I, I had to learn how I was speaking to people, how I was – portraying things because yeah i i think people have lost sight of i mean language is very powerful and it's kind of willy-nilly people say whatever but i mean there's a lot of power behind words and you got to be careful about and sometimes I, silence is even better yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah you're right i mean because well and a lot of times too i think people sometimes need to just take a deep breath and sit on things for a while because i know i mean still to this day one of the things i have to work on is I, i'm very reactive especially when anger is involved the emotion mm. of anger 
it's it's so easy to hit that default button and just be like, whatever, I'm going to be angry now and do my typical angry stuff. It's it's something else to stop yourself and be like, I noticed that I'm angry now. I need to take a second, relax, figure out what it is I'm angry about. Is it even worth being upset about, you know? So, so I want to thank you for giving us this platform to say that. So just imagine you were abused as a child for 10 years, right? You, you started using drugs or you were an alcoholic or whatever. And, you know, one little trigger brings you back there. And so how hard would it be to, to get out of that dark place? Right. Right. When you have that. Right. So it's something as simple as silence. It's something as simple as education or that resource, the not the non stigma person connection that brings them out of that thing so put it in perspective the point of view that we were all talking about before yeah it's extremely powerful Well, that and the and the letting go i um you know the people beating themselves up for years on end over something that happened you know that the like i just feel like that's the main core of a lot of drama and and problems in our in our world is man forgive yourself Mm. you know it's okay not everybody's perfect. People mess up all the time. I know if I hadn't been given a second chance, I'd be screwed in this life. You know, everyone deserves a second chance. Everyone deserves the ability to, to make something better of themselves after they mess up. And we don't know the pain that you went through, right? Right. Nobody. Yeah. We don't know the ferocity of it. Is that the right word? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I can, you know, imagine holding your two dead children in your hands and being 28 years old. Yeah. And, and and then go move on with your life, go back to your new career. Right. Imagine, you know, cremating your brother, what yeah. that feels like. Yeah. And losing your son. Well, and there, I mean, again, I guess this, this problem could per- per- perpetuate itself. I mean, because if you lose a loved one to, to addiction, I mean, and that puts you in a bad spot. And, you, you know, so, again, I, I think bringing it, talking about it, putting a stop to it before <laughs> it continues is only helping everyone else. Because, again, it, it's almost like a domino effect, right? I mean – you lose somebody, someone may not have had the fortunate of you of like, wow, this is a wake up call. It may not, you know, may not be the same for them. So, exactly. Um, I, and I, I'm also a firm believer that if people aren't talking about things, especially the hard things to talk about, how is anything ever going to get done about it? So sign me up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, well, let's talk about before we go here. Um, how's Hoffa, how do you plan on making Hoffa beans become a lifestyle and, and, and have an impact on our children in this community? And actually, I'm sure you probably even want to go beyond this community, huh? 100 percent. Yeah, it's it's it's, uh, you know, growing up in this community for soon to be 42 years, born and raised. Um, this is always home. This is where we want to make impact. But we know that outside of the community, there's need everywhere. Yeah. Um, you know, so we look at this like, you know, it, it, it started with Hoffa beans. It's evolved into the foundation. We're in recovery residences now. Um, of course, the Carol Biz Challenge, that's going to be Hoffa beans and biscuits. Okay. The food truck concept. Yeah. Again, to, to continue to create opportunity for the men and women in our homes to be a part of. Um, one of the things I would like to say real quick, just a quick plug, is that as we were going down the Hoffa beans path, um, it was loud and clear that we need to go local. And so we went local with a second blend um, with Holland's Pork and Beans. Okay. Vicki Norris is amazing. Her and the entire team out there do an amazing job for us. So majority of our coffee sales come from Holland's Pork and Beans. Oh, great. So great. local company, great company. And same concept with the, with the uh, Hoffa Beans and Biscuits. Like all of the products on the truck would be all local sourced. Great. Um, but again, this is going to be a lifestyle, Hoffa overall. Yeah. Like this is the way that you know we can we can teach our kids at an early age 
right? Again, we're not telling them what to do, but we're gonna show them the path. We're gonna right. show them through good mentorship and guidance that there is a beautiful life you can live yeah. without drugs and alcohol. Yeah. Because it's everywhere. You drive down the road, you've got advertisements for alcohol all over the billboards, you see it on social media, it's all around you, yeah. right? I mean, it's, it's almost like if, you know, all these different events people have out there, be it, it could be a birthday party, it could be an anniversary, it could be a baby shower, it could be, it's almost like we always find these ways to get together and celebrate, but the drinking component and other stuff kind of mixes in there. Right. And if you're not doing it, it's kind of like abnormal. Right. That's what I'm going through right now. I had my last drink on January 1st this year when I was down in Delaware, um, New Year's Day, of course, and we put some of Jimmy's ashes out at James Farm on the beach, dug a hole, put, put his ashes there. Went out there to visit Jimmy, had my final drink. And it's been now um, over six months, and uh, I don't drink. And Good. it's a whole new world yeah. out there for the better. Um, not that I don't socialize with people that do. I think that's, that's your choice. You can make that choice. It's right. okay. Right. right? Absolutely. But that's the choice that I went on. And um, just just being at that point now and being able to really mentor and guide the youth and show them there's a great way to live out there. Yeah. There's a great way to help others. That's going to translate into the Hoffa lifestyle over yeah. time. Yeah. We I, I talk with people all the time. It's like our generation – when, when you hit a certain age, people just kind of are what they are. That's why I, I'm anything dealing with kids and like, like anything to help them get a better mindset at a young age to help the future generations get out of this stuff that we're in now. I'm all for because I agree the next generation's the the hope, right? It's not the current generations, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. one, one of the greatest things that happened to me, the, the two greatest things uh, that, you know, I, I hope I don't lose it right now, but, um, you know, my, I keep the, uh, the, my sobriety uh, coin for my year anniversary, and and I'm sober as of October 18th, 2018. Um, I keep it with me all the time, and I set it up on a desk. And one of the neighbors' uh, children was was over the house, and he and he happened to grab it, and he was throwing it around the room. And uh, my daughter just made a beeline for the corner of the room and snatched it away from um, the other neighbor kid. And she ran up to me and she handed me that coin, and she goes, "Here, Daddy." Um, you know, such and so, uh, so and so, uh, took your coin. I know how important that is to you. Okay. And I lost it. Yeah. And you know, my son's, you know, talking about the Hoffa foundation. He's talking about dad. I want to, can I give back the Carroll County youth service bureau, uh, is basically in Christmas time gives gifts and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and he wanted to be a part of that. Good lesson for kids to learn. I'm like, I, when I was his age, I wasn't thinking about that. Yeah. I was going out on a bike. You know, that that's powerful. And that's just, to Tom's point, it's you can parent, you can adult any way that you want. That's okay. But I challenge you to try it. If you're in a low spot and, and you want to turn something around, inspire your children. Inspire somebody else. Get that taste. And it's amazing. And I can tell you one thing. I can look at my friend's eyes. I can look in your eyes and look in all, all the people that I interact with. And I'm not going back. Yeah. Because I don't have to say I'm sorry anymore. I don't have yeah. to, to wonder where my wallet is and the $1,500 in uh, extra debit cards that I had to buy because I lost them from the bar. Um, you know, I don't have those $5,000 uh, you know, receipts from the casino in Fort Lauderdale. You know, the stories go on. 
Well, and, and you know, how good does it feel that you can walk around being the authentic, honest you? I, right. I, again, I think that leads to a lot of problems with people is they're so afraid to be themselves. They're so afraid to show mm. their flaws. Mm. Right. And I think if you do, I think that's where a lot of healing starts. Agreed. So, it, again, just pointing back to uh, corporate America. I mean, I'm sitting here now and I've, I got this tattoo on my arm and my short sleeve shirt on. There were times where I go to events and I'd be fully covered down, <laughs> like my sh- shirt and the shirt on down to here. I don't want to show my tattoo in the workplace. Like, I, I couldn't be myself. Right. You know, it's like, you know, you want to have, like, obviously you be dressed up and looking all good. But it's like when you break free through all that stuff and you've got your pure, authentic self front and center. It's powerful. It's the most powerful thing out there. Yeah. I mean, you can be vulnerable. You can be humble. You can be wide open. Right, you can be nice, you can be kind, but when you're your, your real self every day, twenty four seven, not where, just for little windows of time, twenty four seven, it's a beautiful thing. It's where a lot of happiness and healing takes place. That's right. You with us? Oh yeah, well, I'm on the <laughs> same. Remember Jerry Maguire? Yeah. Who's who's <laughs> coming with us? Yeah, I mean, it's not us telling you; it's our our real life experiences. Yeah. And and that's where it's bringing the most impact because I wasn't ready, Tom wasn't ready, a lot of people aren't ready yet. But when they see others that were just like them or grew up, you know, whether they were black, they were white, they were certain religion, whatever, right? They connect and they see the success and the change. They say, I want a piece of that. Yeah. Well, and the other thing, too, I heard you say it earlier is, man, nothing starts without action. Right. You said like you were handing guy literally a recovery place and he kept giving you every excuse in the book why he couldn't go there. Right. You know, you have to want to to make the changes and, and make that shift otherwise it's okay. probably not for much of anything it's you know we're, we're sitting here and we're, we're talking right and 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 we're talking and we're talking and people are thinking you know it's a lot of good stuff in discussion right now but it's the action that right. we take right i mean the old right. actions speak louder than words they do right i mean everything that we said we are going to do so far we've done plus some and it's because every single person that we work with on the foundation, number one, they have a passion for the mission. That's first and foremost. As right. a part of our team, you gotta have that passion for the mission. Um, and when you see that flourish every day, the actions far outrun everyone huddled up and start having different ideas and thoughts. And you know, a lot of that goes on, right? You see it every day. People are like, why don't we try this? Why don't we try that? And it's like, at the end of the day, you're like, well, we didn't do anything, right? This is like, hey, we're gonna do this. Here's why. Are you with me? Yes, let's go. All right. I, I call that speed to act, yeah. but that's that's how we operate. But that's how we have to operate, right? Because it's how everyone should operate, right? Yeah. So because we talk about it, even people that want to start their own business, you, you it's I don't have the funding, I don't know the right people. Well, the we only way that we. happens is to start, <laughs> right? Yeah, just go. Yeah, and so many so many business owners have told us like. I didn't know what I was doing. I just knew I wanted to do it, and I figured it out along the way. So, you know, that's exactly where you guys the, are. Right the now. really cool thing, and Tom's right, and, I, and I've seen a different side of him than I, than I knew back in the day, and that is, you know, and especially joining the, the, the new organization, Paycor, is that it, it's kind of addicting in a, in a good way because Tom's speed to act, and I kind of want to outdo him in my competitive nature. And so I want to bring something. It inspires me to just go get it. Right. And then I go get something. It's like, who can we partner with to, at, a, at a corporate event that's going to buy our coffee because we're a 5013C, stop funding somebody else. They got good coffee, but you know we got good coffee too, and it's a tax write-off. Right. Uh, why don't you, uh, you know, 
you know, we just started a food truck because there's not that many food trucks in Carroll County and nobody has Southern style biscuits and fresh coffee and a really cool food, food truck. You know, we are so thankful that we made the top five. But to Tom's point, you know, there's a lot of great other, uh, you know, contestants there. And if we don't win, we're still going to start a food truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. We're coming. <laughs> and so I think it's that energy. It's that force I was telling you about yeah. before that really is, is, inspires our team. And, and, you know, Connie made, made a comment one time that we run real fast. And it's, it's funny because I see Connie running fast. Yeah. <laughs> And I see all the other board members running fast. And it's, so, it's such a beautiful thing yeah. to see people smile that were in a dark place, including myself, yeah. because it makes me stay in that light. Yep. Yeah, and well, you know, I mean, hopefully, I think I see it more and more now. I think people are waking up to the fact that people need to be kind again and take just slow down the fast-pacedness and slow down, listen <laughs> to one another, talk to one another. You know, so, hey – the only way to get that to take place is to do stuff like this, right? Let's talk yeah, about it. Let's you. say, hey, we expect to see thank it out of people. Much. And uh, I mean, I think we live in a really cool county with some really nice people. And I, I just, but it doesn't mean I don't, I think we can still make it better. I spent know? a long time trying to get out of this county, right? As a kid, you know, I was like bored, right? But now I want to come back and, you know, make an impact. It's amazing how yeah. life circles around. We talk about that a lot. Carroll County has a gravitational pull, though. Even if you want to escape coming back, it doesn't <laughs> yeah. matter. <So>. Absolutely. <laughs> well, uh, Tom, like, I can't appreciate, I can't thank you enough for, for being on the show and yeah us no doubt me. thanks um, for sharing your story man yeah of course uh, hopefully it uh, reaches someone out there um obviously if you have problems with addiction or just need someone to listen to it sounds like tom and mike certainly will will give you an ear or at least point you in the right direction of some people that can help you um i know i've talked with the uh, western rescue mission and and some other organizations area i mean they reach out to them if the, if you need some help um but uh know that it shouldn't be stigmatized anymore and there's plenty of people that aren't going to give you the third degree if you ask for help nope. uh and and that there's really some good resources out there for you if you need of them cool well uh to all of you out there listening today if you like what you see and hear today please be sure to subscribe like share leave a five-star rating you can also donate to our calls right on our homepage at aroundtowncc.com can't thank you enough in advance for your support take care be good to one another and we'll see you next episode support you, this man and, and his wife he 100%. does a, he's a real deal thank you, you. Man, thank thanks you. guys appreciate, appreciate it. it take care see you Around Town is made possible with support from listeners like you. And our sponsor for Season 2, Mr. Tom Zerpoli of Target Community and Educational Services. Also, a special thank you to Kelly Heck, who without, this show would not be possible. You can learn more about me, your host, and my company at adamstaltz.com. That's A-D-A-M-S-T-U-L-T-Z.com. And please don't forget to support us through a donation either at anchorfm.com slash aroundtowncc or right on our homepage at aroundtowncc.com. See you next episode.